The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. She is his new creation by water and the word. From heaven he came and sought her to be his holy bride. With his own blood he bought her. And for her life he died. Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Text for our meditation this morning. Gospel that we heard just a moment ago from Luke 19, especially these words. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the bridegroom had promised to come. The bridegroom promised riches, peace, security beyond imagination. The bridegroom promised safety, security, peace, real peace, eternal peace. The bridegroom promised to be faithful. The bridegroom promised that he would come and at the right time the union that they would have would be perfect, eternal, and pleasing in the sight of God. The bridegroom showed up just as he said. The bridegroom showed up and the bride was unimpressed. The bride said, well, of course, I want all the stuff you promised. The bride said, I want your name so that my children are not illegitimate. But the bridegroom was rejected by the bride. The bride refused the bridegroom. The bridegroom's heart was broken. The bridegroom, Jesus, wept. My friends, we see here in our gospel reading from Luke 19, Jesus who had promised, who had promised through the prophets of old, who had promised that when the time was right, he would take his holy bride to himself. Just as we sang in our hymn, from heaven he came and sought her, he sought her out. He sent prophets to remind her of his great love, of all of his promises. And when she strayed, he forgave her. About halfway through the Gospel of Luke, 
the end of chapter 9, we read that Jesus set his face resolutely toward Jerusalem. He knew what awaited him there. Pain, suffering, sorrow, crucifixion, death, burial. He knew it. And yet he went there anyway. He went there to seek his bride. He went there to call the children of Israel to himself. Here in Luke 19, Jesus, the bridegroom, has arrived. The bride wanted nothing to do with him. She had her own life that she was living. She had other suitors that were very desirable. She had peace of her own making, security of her own making. Jesus, Jesus wept. Why did he weep? Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. You think you have peace. You think you have security. You think you have a future. But you are wrong. And Jesus wept. My friends, there's a lot of weeping going on right now. Oh, maybe not physical tears, but you know what I mean. There's a lot of whining and crying and weeping going on in this world. What do you weep for? What are you heartbroken over? Things are different now than they were five months ago. Do you weep about that? Do you weep that 15 days to slow the curve is now on day, by my count, 154? Do you turn on the television and weep for our country as protest after protest erupts? into violent destruction and at times even murder. What do you weep about? Do you weep for our country? We have more than 80 days of heated, hated political fighting in front of us before our national election comes. And that national election promises no peace, no matter how it goes. What do you weep for? Do you weep for the day when you don't have to wear a mask anymore? Or you don't have to worry about going out in public or to the grocery store or to the restaurant or to church for fear that you might get sick or make someone else sick? What do you weep about? Do you weep that the scientists haven't made good on their promise? For a vaccine that will take all of your fear away, what do you weep for? I tell you what most people are weeping about, Nebraska football. 
Oh, how can I live? What do you weep for? My friends, God's word for today teaches us that Jesus weeps. He weeps when people reject him. He weeps when people close their ears to the word of God. He weeps when people think that they can create their own peace with human efforts. He weeps over sin, forgiven, but not believed. He weeps over false prophets, whether they be in the church or in our country, in politics or in science, who promise peace, peace, where there is no peace. My friends, today, Jesus looks at our world, looks at our country, looks at our community, looks at our church, and He weeps because there are oh so many who do not want the peace that Jesus brings. Our text goes on to talk about the destruction that's coming. Judgment on the children of Israel. Judgment that just 40 years or so later was fulfilled with the destruction of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. All the things that Jesus predicted came true. My friends, if God in His justice and love would mete out that justice on the children of Israel, who are we to think that he would not mete out that same justice on our world today, or on our country, or on our church. But we don't want to hear that part of God's word, do we? No, we would rather listen to the people who promise a different kind of peace. My friends, God's word for today is a major wake-up call. God wants us to realize what time it is. We heard that in our Old Testament reading, right? Even the birds know what time it is. Oh, it's the middle of August. It's time to think about migrating, right? Even the birds know what time it is. Do you know what time it is? God asks us today, do you know what time it is? Jesus says all these things happened because they did not know the time of their visitation. You know what time it is? Today is the day of your visitation. Yes, Jesus comes and brings pleasure eternal. 
The bridegroom is here. He is knocking on the door. He is calling. He is wooing. He is courting. He is inviting. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. Are you weary? Aren't you sick of this stuff already? I am. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, Jesus says. And he says, I will give you rest. That's a promise out of the lips of Jesus. Jesus promises rest, peace. Not peace as the world promises, peace that is fleeting. He promises real peace, true peace, lasting peace, salvific peace. Peace that cost him, cost him his life, freely shed on Calvary's cross for you. My friends, today is the day of your visitation. Jesus comes to you in his word and he is calling you to believe the word of God. The word of God's judgment and the word of God's forgiveness. To believe God's word of law and gospel. He is calling us to repent, each and every one of us. Today is the day of our visitation. Just a few chapters earlier in the Gospel of Luke, Luke 13. There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Jesus is teaching us what to do when bad things happen in our world. When we hear of a drought or an earthquake or a flood or a tsunami, we are to repent. When we hear of a worldwide pandemic, we are to repent. We are so preoccupied blaming someone else for the problems in our world, we don't hear the word of God. Jesus says, they're not worse sinners than you. This is your call to repent. This is the day of your visitation. My friends, there's a lot of nasty stuff going on in our world. Yes. A worldwide pandemic when will it end I don't know there's a lot of nasty stuff going on in our country lying cheating conniving politicians who want power and money and couldn't give a rip about you people who want to tear down everything that is good in our world and in our country there's a lot of bad stuff going on 
What does Jesus say? See what time it is? It's the day of your visitation. Repent. Believe the good news of Jesus. You hear how our gospel text ended? People kept plotting and scheming, doing all kinds of evil and wicked. They even wanted to kill Jesus. But they couldn't. They couldn't get to him. Why? Because all the people were hanging on his words. What a beautiful picture. Last night, late, the Big Ten conference leaked that maybe, just maybe, there might be fall football. Are you hanging on those words? Every day, there's more and more information with regard to the polling on how our national election might go. Are you hanging on those words? Every day, we're closer to a vaccine for something. Are you hanging on those words? My friends, God's word for today is clear. Today is the day of your visitation. The bridegroom who was murdered by his bride. The bridegroom has come for you. The bridegroom has lived a perfect life for you. The bridegroom has bled and died for your life. He died. The bridegroom rose victorious over sin, death, and the grave. The bridegroom says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I bring you peace, the forgiveness of sins. For every time you rejected me. For every time you cheated on me with another lover. For every time you hung on words that were meaningless and ignored the life-giving, life-changing word of God. For all your sin and more the bridegroom has bled and died and risen and lives and reigns for all eternity for you my friends hang on his words because his words and his words only are words of eternal life may Jesus grant it to us all amen now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, and our peace in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Having heard the word of God, we are bold to rejoice in the new heart and new life that he gives us. We sing our offertory, Create in me a clean heart, O God, page 192. Please stand as you're able. Create in me a... Uh...